This is Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha or the Yom Tov of the week with some practical lessons to keep. This week, of course, is about to be Rosh Hashanah, known as Yom Teruah, the day on which there is the blowing. Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. We start counting from this holiday onward for the Jewish year, for the New Year, and it is a time of new beginnings, new roads and new aspects. And of course, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, we think about how Hashem judges us, hopefully for good, hopefully for life, hopefully for life for many years. We should all be zochah and meritorious that Hashem does judge us for good, does put us in the book of life for this year and many years on Mevez Shana. And of course, we wish everyone a good Gebensh year, that it should be the Alter Chaim Tov Mashalom, and we should be the Shana Tov Atikatevatechasem, the Alter Chaim Tov Mashalom. Everyone should have a Yeshua or a Fuh of any kind that they want or need in this life for good. And as we come to Rosh Hashanah, we think about that we don't talk any bit, any aspect of Tshuva, which is a very big thing a lot of commentators talk about. Why is that? Why do we come to Yom Kippur at the last minute and say, you know, wouldn't it make more sense to come to Rosh Hashanah and say, I did this wrong, I did that wrong, and then talk about how awesome Hashem is and, uh, and you know, let me continue doing your good work, Hashem, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. But they talk about really how first you have to crown Hashem the King and understand that He is the King and understand who you're standing for before you could have the audacity really to say, please forgive me, please let me have more life, and please let me do more good, hopefully, hopefully in this life. So in Rosh Hashanah, you're not going to find anything. If you go through the Machs, you're not going to find anything related to, you know, Chatasi, Avisi, Bashati. You're not going to think about anything related to Tshuva. It's really all about coronating Hashem, Malchios, Zichronos, and Shofros, that Hashem is the King, and remembering the the past, and hopefully heralding the future when Mashiach will come, and of course, it's Yom Trua awakening us through the different types of blows, the tekiah, the long blast, the shvarm, the broken three blasts, and the trua, the short little nine blasts, done in different ways, around a hundred times, in this holiday, in this Yom Tov, which is fascinating in and of itself. And a major aspect of Rosh Hashanah is that of remembering. And we hope that Hashem remembers us for good. Hopefully He remembers the good things that we've done this year. Hopefully far outweighing any bad, which of course all of us has done, because there's no such thing as a person on earth that doesn't do bad. And of course, we know Sheva Yipotzanik become. We got to keep getting up and getting up and going back and forth and back and forth, higher and higher and higher. So we think about remembering. It behooves us to remember what we're supposed to do in this world, what we're supposed to do in this life. And we've talked about this many times in many different shiurim, especially this one, that we only hopefully are given 120 years. We should all be zolcha to have a full 120 years. But remember your purpose. Remember what you're supposed to do. Remember Hashem gives you life not to waste it on frivolity and narishkeit, not to waste it on materialism and gathering more money, more money, more dollars, which you're not going to take with you anyway. In fact, I just brought the car in the other day to get a new sticker, and the the shop owner was talking to me. I guess it was Hashem giving a sign in an interesting way how this guy, this customer, wanted to change his sticker. I tried explaining the story to my wife also, but I think I got myself confused. The guy basically wanted to change the inspection sticker. He was supposed to change it once a year. And he was getting very verklempt. He was getting very upset about the $37 fee, which now New York has in all inspection stations. It used to be $10 or $12 or $15. I remember the days when it was $9.37. 
But now, after Corona, whatnot, for some reason they made it $37. This guy, according to the shop owner, and I do not have any way of verifying this, apparently had $97 million to his name. He had two houses in the Hamptons, a house in Europe, a house upstate, a house downstate, a house in Florida. And apparently he was 97 and he was like really fighting with the shop owner. I don't want to pay the $37. My wife said it's probably the principle of the matter. But even so, he has way more principles of the matter of the monies than like 20,000 of us combined. And he didn't want to pay it. And, you know, he's hoarding the money. He's hoarding the money. The shop owner kept saying, he's so cheap. He's so cheap. He's so cheap. He won't do it. Uh, In the end, he came back to me anyway to do it. Yeah, you see that? The 97 million. You don't take a cent of it with you. In fact, there was such a bad connection with his son and daughter, it sounded like the shop owner was saying that the second the man passed away, the kids didn't even go to the funeral, which is shocking and like really not nice on any level and really tragic. But they go to his house, one of his 15 houses. They find out where his safe is. They go into the safe. They take out the safe and they run out with the money. And they just run off with the money. So there's no connection. There's no interaction. There's no person, personal, you know, any any respect or any covet for the father on any level. Even if he was the worst dad in the world, there was they didn't even show up to the funeral. They go off with the money. Just just proves to you the adage, the idea that literally after one second after you're gone, no money comes with you. Period. You can't take anything with you. Nothing physical. Nothing material. Not a single cent. All you take with you is your good deeds, God willing, your mitzvahs, your Torah, your chesed. That's what comes with you. What co- what stands after 120? Any books you've written, any works you've done, any lasting legacies, anything you donated and, and it stands on forever as a monument to the tribute of whatever you accomplished. Of course, God willing, biological children and grandchildren, but also spiritual children, spiritual ideas and spiritual things you left behind, anything you published, anything you spoke that hopefully could live on in eternity. But nothing material will come. It's so easy to get bogged down in the money and the minutiae and the details. If you work 16 jobs, you can make $100 million. If you worked another few hours, you really can make more money, Tani. I know that, and I understand that, but I will not do that. Because, God willing, because it's not about the money. It's not about their materialism. It's not coming with me after the fact. I want to spend some waking, working hours putting my hishtalas in, you know, working the 8 to 3. And then I want to have my time cooking. I want to have my time, you know, feeding my wife and kids. I want to have my time bathing them and taking care of the chores and making sure we have, you know, calming down time and interaction time, my wife and I, and then my own time afterwards when everyone's sleeping. But it's not about getting the next dollar because the Gemara says, and you sure remember this as we come to the holiday of remembrance, the Gemara says, Oh, have kesev, lo yispa kesev. Someone who loves money, who's crazy about money, who is, I'm thinking of the right word, obsessed with money, will never be satiated by money. And that goes for everything, by the way. Someone who loves food, someone who loves money, someone who loves kavod, will never be satiated by money, food, or kavod. These materialistic things will never satiate the person. The, the Yitzhar and the person wants you to want these material things and you'll never be satiated by them because you'll ever always want more. Someone who makes 100000 will want 200000 Someone who makes a million will want $2 million. It comes to mind the idea of this, these people who are rich and they have these Ponzi schemes. Why? They already had $10 million. Why did they rip off their customers for an extra $5 million, an extra $6 million? Are they ever going to use that much money? Are they ever going to need that much money? Is it ever something that will stay with them? No. 
It's just they're wanting it and, and they feel like they need it. They'll never be satiated by it. The sages talk to us and explain to us that there are three primary themes of Rosh Hashanah. Of course, the, the davening involves many references to the Akedah, revolves many references of Shofros to the Shofra. It talks about Noah itself and the Tevam. And the famous, famous, famous laning is that of the Hashem Amar. And then, of course, the Haftorah is very, very famous, especially for my wife. It's the story of Hannah wanting this child so badly, Shmuel. My wife teaches Shmuel every year, Blinadur, as a Navi teacher for middle school. And this concept that Hashem remembers the person all Hannah wanted, it was that child so, so badly. And she was going to dedicate him for life to the Jewish people, to the Mikdash, to Eli, and to serve the Jewish people. She didn't know if she would have more kids or not. What a crazy thing. So the idea of remembering is very, very strong. And from Chabad.org, the sages talk about when it says, Hashem Hashem remembers Sarah. Remembrance is one of the three primary themes of Rosh Hashanah. The other two, of course, being Malchios, kingship. Hashem is the king, the ruler of everything of the world and shofaros, the idea of blowing the shofar foot is the day on which the remembrance of all existence comes before you. In the words of the Usana Tokaf prayer, which my wife was looking at also the other day, very, very powerful prayer, very much very, 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 very sad and tragic story behind this very powerful tefillah. It behooves you to read the commentary in the article Machser at the bottom. It talks about this very tragic story of the mysterious nefesh of the person involved who made the prayer. On this day, you will remember all that was forgotten. You will open the book of memory. It will read itself, and everyone's signature is in it. All mankind will pass before Hashem like sheep, like a shepherd inspecting his flock, making a sheep pass under his staff. So shall you run by count, calculate, and consider the soul of all the living. You will apportion the fixed needs of all your creatures and inscribe their verdict on Rosh Hashanah. How many shall pass? On Rosh Hashanah it's inscribed in Yom Kippur, it's sealed, very, very famous. How many shall pass? Who shall be born? We shall be Zochem. To only have good things. Who will live? Everyone shall be Zochem. And then it goes on to say how they will pass, and in what way, and in what method, which is like very, very graphic. So maybe don't read those words so closely. Very scary, very graphic. We shall only know from good things. The second, the latter part, who will rest? Who will live in harmony? We should be Zochem. We should be Zochem. Who will live in tranquility? We should be Zochem. Who will be enriched? We will be Zochem. And who will be exalted? Skipping over the bad ones, the the not as happy ones and thinking about the good ones. So if the holiday is about Trua, awakening us up, remembering, and about remembrance, Zachronos, remembering, it behooves us to think to remember why we are here. Remember who we are here for. First and foremost, to our spouses, we shall be Zochah to have a spouse and to find a spouse if we're not yet this year. And for our kids, we shall be Zochah if we have and if we don't have to be Zochah this year. And that we're here for Hashem to make the world a better place through Torah, through mitzvahs, through chesed. We're supposed to think about, remember why we're here. Don't waste your life on frivolity. Don't waste your life on materialism. Don't waste your life on narishkeit. You only get one life, 120 years, we should be zolcha. That it should be a life filled with good things and wonderful things. The Hasidic masters talk about how Yitzchak is mentioned on Rosh Hashanah also. Hashem says, Hashem asa Kol hashomea yitzachak liim. 
God has made laughter for me. Sarah names him Yitzchak. Obviously, Hashem told him to name him Yitzchak so that all who hear will laugh for me. Rashi points out that when Sarah was remembered, many people were remembered. Many sick people were healed. Many barren women were made allowed to have children. Many people who were this or that were remembered. With Sarah, a lot of people were remembered. And on Rosh Hashanah, everyone is remembered. Everyone comes before Hashem. So we need to remember ourselves. We need to remember our purpose, remember our life. If you have a talent, I always say, if you have a talent, you have an ability, you have a capability, you need to utilize it and in the right way. For Torah, for mitzvahs, for chesed, for making the world a better place. If you're brilliant at videotaping, please don't use it to videotape videotape cats doing weird tricks you know use it to videotape beautiful torah lectures or beautiful hasanas or bar mitzvahs weddings brises upsharings you know things that are really really wonderful and meritorious in this world if you are a excellent writer my wife is a terrific terrific writer she's written wonderful things if you're an excellent writer use it for good use it for torah use it for mitzvahs if you have a gift of speaking use it for torah use it for mitzvahs don't use it to talk about the next video game that came out what a waste remember hashem puts you here to do wonderful things on this most exalted day on rosh hashanah we stand before the supreme king and we tremendously accept the yoke of his sovereignty and it's a very awesome awe space some day it is a very awe-inspiring day it's scary in one way on the other hand it's a festival yom tov the hasidic masters talk about celebrating must feasting beautiful new fruits beautiful new foods as we symbolize the new year it should be a shana tovama to god there's all these blessings and here ratzons we say that it should be fruitful like a fish you should be the head and not a tail you should uh go on a lot of dates my wife and i joke i don't remember the real one the date is something involved as well but each one has a different thing. And as we sit and think of these things, think about how you could use your year, what you should use your year. Sweet beverages, sweet things don't have anything bitter or or nasty tasting. You should have good things and repair ourselves. It is a coronation event where we bring trepidation and joy. We stand before us and we celebrate, but we're in awe. We think about how we willfully submit ourselves to the sovereignty of Hashem. We carnate Hashem. We put our reverence and awe for Hashem. As we come to this holiday, remember what your purpose is. Remember what you should be doing. Remember that you're given one life, one chance to make a good difference in this world. Utilize your talents. Utilize your capabilities. As you come to a new year, a tabla rusa, a a blank slate, where you could start new and fresh. Remember what you could do in this life. Remember what you should do in this life. Being involved in Torah, Mitzvahs, and Chesed. If you have a talent, a capability, you're in a dead-end job and you hate it, find what you love, find what you could do, combine it with your work to make a difference in this world. I bless everyone, including myself, my wife, my kids, and all people in this world. It should be a Shana Tavo, Matuka, a good year, a blessed year, where we remember our purpose. We remember ourselves, what we can do, what we could accomplish. And that we're all inscribed for the life, for blessing, for this year and many years that may have asked from Shanam. It should be a Shana Tavo Matuka. Take a save, a Sech Hashem Al Drachayim Tov Mashalom. And it should be a blessed year, a great year for you and your family and for all of us in Klai Israel. This has been Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha or the Yom Tov of the week with practical lessons to keep. And I'm your host, Tani.